Hello, my gorgeous friend. Do you have a case of stinking thinking? Does the soundtrack playing in the background of your life sound something like, you know, you're really not good enough. You will never be fill in the blank enough to get whatever it is that your dreams, hopes, and aspirations are. You are stupid. You are boring. You are ugly. You are fat. You are fill in the blank. Does any of that at all sound familiar to you? Well, if you're like the rest of us, human, single, Christian women, you have thought those thoughts at some point. You might be even thinking them right now. In this episode, I'm going to give you a peek into some of my own self-talk struggles. And more importantly, I will give you one proven method to begin changing your self-talk and five strategies to retrain your brain to think more loving thoughts about you. I hope this episode blesses you. Wishing you all the best God has in store just for you. Are you tired of feeling you don't measure up? What if happiness and the value of your life has absolutely nothing to do with your marital status or the number of children you have? Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Single Christian Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Lamar. Listen, my gorgeous friend, I know what it's like not to measure up. You see, I failed to check all the boxes of life in the expected time frame. Then I realized the truth. God truly loved me and had so much more in mind for me than a life of fear and doubt about being single or anything else. And I'm here to share what I've learned. So if you're ready to discover and live the life God designed with you in mind, this is the podcast for you. All right, let's dig in. I love the account of the Pharisee who asked Jesus, which of all of the commandments is the most important? Which one is the greatest? And you'll remember back in Matthew 22 about this incident, and Jesus replied, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Then he adds a second great commandment, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. As thyself the third implied great commandment. That is what we are talking about today. Stopping the negative self-talk and instead retraining our brains to love on ourselves. As I've been thinking about last episode, episode six, does God truly love you? And if so, how do you find out? It occurred to me that for me, and I offer up, perhaps it's the same for you, It has actually never really been a question about whether or not God loves me. When I have felt at my worst, the problem is not God doesn't love me. The real problem is I'm not loving myself. That third part of the commandment, as thyself. I'm not very good at that. Let me explain. See if you can find yourself in an experience that I'm going to kind of share with you from a journal that, um, a journal entry that I had when I was actually feeling at my worst. I really like to write in my journal and I try to do it once a week. Usually I do it on um, Sunday. And recently, in fact, just days ago, I opened up my current journal and um, I wanted to see just how long have I been writing this journal because I'm kind of looking at how many pages I have left. And I noticed when I opened it up to the very first entry 
that I've been using this particular journal since January 1st of 2023, so a little less than a year. And January 1st of 2023 was one of those worst times, quote unquote, that I wrote in my journal. And see if you can see yourself at all in some of the things that I wrote. I talked about, and these are some of the words I used, I'm really struggling. And I wrote this, I was contemplating on things that I'm getting really good at, and they weren't good things to get good at. I find that I'm getting really good at all or nothing thinking, catastrophizing, or as one of my friends calls it, awfulizing. Do you know what I mean by that? Is where you take one incident and you make it mean everything, everything's bad about you. You catastrophize the one thing. And I also wrote down that I find myself telling myself that I'm mean, I'm unkind, I'm too harsh, I'm not a good Christian, I should know better for heaven's sakes, I'm a coach. So I really was, as you can see, I was very judgmental of myself. And some of the feelings that I had written in that particular journal entry were, I'm sad, I'm stressed, I'm cranky. Can you identify with any of that? Struggling, catastrophizing, negative self-talk, those types of feelings of sadness and stress and cranky. Listen, sister, I know I am not alone. As I read that entry though, I remembered what was going on at the time. Life was going on. And quite frankly, it was not going the way I wanted it to. And that was all that was going on. My struggle and catastrophizing and being mean to myself was not because God doesn't love me. It was because I wasn't loving myself. I was being mean to me. God had nothing to do with it. All along, all through that, he was just there loving me as always. Remember in last episode, I talked about that. What does God's love actually look like? And we see that in 1 Corinthians 13 and in Moroni 7. God never gives up on you. He cares more about you than himself. He doesn't force himself on you. He doesn't fly off the handle. He doesn't keep score of your sins or shortcomings. He believes in you. He is always looking for the best in you. He doesn't keep looking at your past and he looks forward to your future. So the problem I have come to discover is not about whether or not God loves me. The problem is I'm not very good at keeping the last part of the second great commandment. I'm not very good at loving myself, the as thyself part. Last January, here was the problem. I was giving up on myself. I was not caring about myself. I was angry with myself. I was keeping score of my shortcomings and even I was actually looking for more of them. I didn't believe in myself and I only saw what was wrong with me. And yes, I was looking to the future, but I was catastrophizing it. So do you see that at all in yourself? I submit that the real problem isn't God's love for us, it's our ability to love ourselves. And that takes some works. That is the problem, that we don't love ourselves. And you know, when you solve that problem, you will help. Well, let me rephrase it this way. Solving that problem of not loving yourself will help you confidently go after your dreams, goals, and aspirations. Solving that problem will help you love others more easily and fully and solving that problem will increase how attractive you are. 
and solving that problem, I promise is going to open up opportunities and possibilities that you have not even imagined. So would you like to solve that problem, my dear friend? Would you like to love yourself? Well, I'm going to say yes, you would. Of course you would. So now the question is, well, what do we do? What do I do about it? Becoming aware is the first step to solve this problem and really any problem. Being willing to take an honest look at how you're treating yourself is going to be the first step. Now, warning, this is going to be uncomfortable. It will take some time and effort, and it's going to require two physical things, a pen and some paper. Paper and pen, yes. Let me tell you, with all of the clients that I have coached, those that have just come right out and just absolutely refused, or I can tell they haven't done any of the homework, when they refuse to get out that paper and that pen and do some of the writing exercises, they have such a much harder time reaching the result that they hired me to help them get to begin with. They have a harder time getting where they want to be. So I really encourage you to get those two physical things, paper and pen, and be willing to write. Well, what are you going to write about? Well, let me give you some ideas to begin to understand where you're currently at in your relationship with yourself, in your ability to love yourself, in your ability to keep the third great commandment. And this is the method that I had talked about. This method here of actually putting pen to paper is critical in your ability to move along as quickly as you want to be able to get the result that you want. Now you can do any of these, you can do all of them, but again, I encourage you to do at least one. So here's idea number one. For the next seven days and each day with 10 minutes of writing, simply sit down with your pen and paper and write about your day. Tell yourself about your day, almost like you're writing a letter, but an unedited letter. You have to be willing to tell the truth. What was good about today? Why was it good? What was hard about today? Why was it hard? Or what was I disappointed in? Why was I disappointed? And for seven days, just write something to that. Tell yourself about your day and why you thought what you thought. Or you could do this one. You could write yourself a letter. I love this particular letter. I call it, I've been meaning to tell you letter. And you're gonna write it to yourself. So you get out your pen and your paper and at the top you write, dear, if it was for me, I would write, Dear Sharon. And then here's what you say. I've been meaning to tell you. And then you're going to list these things and you're going to write to each of them. I've been meaning to tell you. I admire you for... And write down and tell yourself what you admire yourself for. I'm thankful for. And write to that. I remember when... And write to that. You have shown me how. You told me... I am grateful for, and I love you because. And you're going to just simply start a sentence with each of those and write to that. That is called the I've been meaning to tell you letter. And see what you write down. Or you could do this one. Every day, just simply ask yourself a question and answer that question in your journal. One question you might ask, I'm going to give you five of them. What do you believe about your life? And write to that. Number two, what do you believe about yourself? And answer that. What do you believe about your dreams coming true? What do you believe about your ability to create what you want? 
And lastly, what do you have to, why, I'm sorry, why do you have the current results that you have in your life? Why are you where you are? The whole point of that type of exercise using that method of journaling is you get a clearer understanding of what you're currently thinking and believing about yourself. Now you can think that you can just think about it, but I promise it's way different when you write it down, when you kind of barf it up on paper, clean out the junk drawer, put it all on the counter and see what you're looking at. Only then can you begin to challenge and question what you have written down. You know, one of my recurring unloving beliefs is I'm not good enough or some version of that. Sometimes it's I'm not a good enough Christian. I'm not a good enough stepmom. I'm not a good enough wife. I'm not a good enough grandma. I didn't teach the Relief Society good enough, whatever it is, right? I'm not blank, fill in the blank enough. It is only when you put those thoughts out on paper and then you can look at them, can you challenge them? And then you can ask yourself questions like, is that really 100% true? I mean, maybe sometimes I'm not that good of a Christian, but not always. I'm also sometimes a good Christian. See what I'm saying? Just kind of begin to question. So back in January, when I was really struggling and beating myself, believing all kinds of unloving thoughts, I flipped the page in that journal and I decided that I had begun making a habit of really getting good at some negative things. And so I flipped the page and I want to offer up the five strategies that I offered up to myself. I gave myself these five strategies of promising myself that I would employ them to counteract and deprogram my usual negative, unloving self-talk. And I'm going to share them with you. And I want you to pause, grab your paper and pen, write them down. And I, I just really encourage you to employ these five strategies. So here's five strategies to deprogram your brain and the negative self-talk that you have. Number one, here's what I wrote. I will remember, appreciate, and celebrate that there are many facets to me. I am not one-dimensional. I am multidimensional. Each aspect of myself taken to either extreme can be viewed as a flaw, but they are also my strengths. I am all things, not just one thing, not good, not bad. I am both. Number two, I refuse to beat myself up. I refuse to talk to myself in any way that I would not talk to my dearest friend. I will remember that I am God's daughter and I won't talk to his daughter that way anymore out loud, out loud or silently to myself. And number three, I will look for evidence that I am lovable, that I am good, that I am of value and worth. I will look for evidence. Number four, I will choose to believe that I am of worth. Just as I am, I am of worth. Just as I am, I am good enough to fill in the blank. Be the wife to my husband. Be the stepmom. Be the grandma. I, just as I am, am a woman who keeps trying and will not give up on loving me. I am good enough to date. I am good enough to be married. I am good enough to have a man love me. I am good enough for any of those things that you're seeking. I will look for the joy, number five, I will look for the joy, fun, peace, love, happiness in each day and each interaction that I have with others. 
those were the five strategies that I employed. My brain had made a habit of stinking thinking. And listen, brains like to do that. They like to do things on autopilot to conserve energy. That's part of what's so amazing about our brain. They are designed perfectly. But sometimes that perfect design, if left unsupervised, can be a problem. So these strategies helped me take my brain off of autopilot and with, and with that one proven method of journaling and employing those five strategies, I began to reprogram the unloving, negative self-talk, turning it to positive self-talk. I was choosing a new soundtrack to play in the background of my day. So now your question is probably, how long will it take to have my brain default to become one that I love on myself rather than picking on myself? Well, that's a very good question. How long will this take? Well, the truth is negative self-talk is always going to be part of the chatter your brain will offer up, which I agree, total bummer. As long as you are human, you will have a human brain and you will be subject to the influence of the biggest liar of all, the adversary, and your brain will continue to do one of its jobs seeking to keep you safe, looking for hazards or potential harm. And oddly enough, that's what it's doing with the negative self-talk. It's keeping you out of harm's way. It's keeping you in the cave. So while you cannot 100% eradicate negative self-talk, you can minimize it and you can actually catch it much more quickly and become more and more aware of your thinking. And you can shorten the time you spend believing the lies and letting your brain work unsupervised. It won't go away, but we can mitigate it so much. We have covered a lot here today. I have given you lots of pen and paper work to do. And I am just kind of on my knees in my office begging you, my gorgeous friend. Please know that you are worth taking the time to slow down Replay this episode, pause it, whatever you need to do with pen and paper in hand, making note of the proven method and the five strategies that I gave you so that you can become aware of your beliefs and start reprogramming your brain to love on you more. You are so worth the effort. Please love yourself enough to do the work. I love you and I am cheering you on. I hope this episode blessed you in some way. And listen, if you have any, if you want any help with this topic and any of the writing that you did, please just jump on my calendar. There's a link in the show notes, or you can send me an email and we can chat that way. Any way is okay. So until next week, my friend, know that God loves you. I love you. And he has so much more in store for you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Well, thank you, my friend, for spending a slice of your day with me. I hope that you love today's topic. If so, please share this episode with all your single girlfriends. Also, I would love to hear how it inspired you, made you think, or reminded you of truth. Please take just a moment to do two things. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. Until next week, my gorgeous friend, know that God loves you and he has big things in store just for you.